Howdy, folks. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Undrafted and Unedited Tales of the Glory Days, where we will be talking about Puck. We will be sharing some stories, and of course, we have some special guests. I'm your host, P. Boavs, and with me is A. Boavs, but before I pass it over to him, we, we've, we've missed you. We've missed the Gilly quick picks. We've missed the the running it back. I think we were on a little heater. So we thought we'd invite you to a regular sode and have you get your third opinion, your little input, your little quirky uh, ideas, thoughts. <laughs> and and we need the, the, the contagious laugh. So Gilly in the mist, welcome aboard. How's it going, my brother? Long time, no chat. It's What's good. Up? It's good, man. It's good. I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me on a regular sode, as you called it. I love that. Uh, if you keep seeing me tilt to the left, it's because I got the Niners-Lions game on, and I got money on the line. So uh, shocking, by the way, that I got money on the line on an NFL conference final. But you guys have my undivided attention in timeouts and TV breaks. So. <laughs> well, it's funny because we were talking about it. You have some, some big bucks on the line, and McCaffrey has to make a play for you. But I just saw him massaging his shoulder. Oh, Detroit Lions. Did is that he get a touchdown? I no, think he's not. just short. Tower or Barnack. This is going to be a barn burner just at the end. Hey, Thank you for joining us. Coming off of, let's call it uh, a team cam builder or a team builder event activity, end of year social gathering. What do we want to call it? How's it going, my brother? Konishiwa, still in Japan. Abe Wobbs. Yeah, we had a little team jamboree last night ooh, that we like to. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm playing a little guilty here today, boys. I'm I can a, smell you through the mic. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a hurting unit. I was one socky bomb away from yakking all over the place last night, and uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, let me tell you, it was a morning where you wake up, you go, "Holy Jesus!" And you go check your wallet, you check your bank statement, and you check your messages. And that was the morning. Oh I boy. Had. Wow. Yep. So you must have got after it at karaoke night. What what the heck? Yeah, John Denver Country Roads went hard. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. And Dupes, Dupes did Thunderstruck by ACDC. He went oh, hard, come on. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so funny. I hope you got videos of that. Uh, honestly, I don't know what I got. I'll have to go check, dude. <laughs> I was joking about the karaoke, but that's unreal that you guys actually went to karaoke. So what else did you guys do? Your little team dinner and then and then you yep. headed out to hit the town? Yeah, team team dinner and then out and every single bar here has karaoke. So you literally okay, just so it's a default. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's default option. You just go to this place and then somehow someone someone starts singing and, and that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, like you can't okay, go somewhere I'm without picture, there like, What is the soundtrack like? Is it all American tracks, or people get up there and sing like Japanese hits? Like, what what kind of playlist are you expecting on an average night over there? Basically, Japanese and sync every time. Really, that's wow. what they go for. Yeah, is like, it? There, yeah, it, I was gonna say K-pop. I know that's Korea, but Korean pop is massive. Like. I feel like there's a new Korean pop band every five years that are like bigger than One Direction. So they're oh, probably saying yeah, that and you have no idea. Yeah, buddy, it could be Korean, it could be Indonesian, it could be fucking Swahili <laughs> for all I know. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I couldn't even process anything last night. That's what that's how bad it got. So um <laughs> yeah, here, here here we are, boys. Let's have oh, one that's today. Awesome. 
Yeah, let's get into one and let's get into the Japan update, buddy. It's been a couple of weeks. I know you said you had some uh, some hot topics that you wanted to discuss. Uh, I'm going to cut right to the chase. I know the the Poland experience didn't want didn't really work out for you. So you're going to be trooping out the rest of the season to Japan. So uh, I don't know if you want to touch on that or if you had anything in particular you wanted to, to start us off with. But the Japan update, hook us up. Let's hear what you got. Yeah, I actually wrote down everything yesterday that I wanted to talk about. But uh, we have, I have so, so much. Like, I'm backtracked. I'm, like, months behind of, of all the stuff that's going on. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that's that's a good problem to have. So we have lots to talk about. I'll, I'll, I'll just talk about briefly what's been going on lately. But, yeah, the Poland rumors officially came to an end. And uh, mm. what's funny is they actually – they wrote another article about no, us. No, come on. Yeah, they, they wrote another big article saying, yeah, the dream is done. The boys are, are not coming back to Poland. So we That's got a bunch hilarious. of text messages. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, Who's the rat? I, I guess Who's the mole? Who's leaking this info? Gilly's pitch? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just DMing people in Poland? Hey, A-Bob's. Hey, D dupes he's coming back <laughs> they're coming back yeah. so uh that dream came to an end uh yeah a little bit disappointed but it is what did it you is. ever get an explanation or they just kind of said yeah boys we need you to ride it out here your big ticket uh seller and a big uh, marketing campaign ambassador like what was what was the or is it just a flat no yeah we're an absolute sideshow wait till i talk about what happened last <laughs> All I talked about what happened last weekend. Yeah, absolute <laughs> chaos. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, all this to say, Poland's done. Um, we're locked into Japan, uh, which is hilarious because we have t- we have eight games left. So before last weekend, we had ten games left, and our leadership group got together and very professional group of guys. Again, our captain's like forty something. Um, <laughs> He's a legend. And uh, so we get into the pregame and uh, basically he says, hey, we have a possibility to win 30 points here. 10 games, 30 points. For us to make the playoffs, we got to get 26 out of these 30 points. So again, huge speech about like, we can do this, got to be positive, blah, blah, blah. 26 out of 30 points for us to make the playoffs. And then we went out there and pulled the stinker. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. No. no, I mean, like mathematically, we're pretty much out at this point. So it's eight games riding into the sunset. Dupes and I booked a trip. We're going to Singapore and Bali. We're going to be there for about 37 hey, hey buddy, days. I heard, I heard the Hamburglar might be available, though, and go on a nice little streak. True, true. We could use him. Fucking. That'd Anyways. be unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not going to get into nah, that. Nah, nah, nah. Everybody love everybody. he's restrained himself um but yeah actually last weekend so we go to nico uh and nico's about two hours and a half from tokyo and we're playing road games and and we kind of have like a bit of a rivalry with this team we're playing against basically they're a bunch of rats and i'm not afraid to say that like they're just a bunch of rats yeah so every every game is kind of like a bit of a shit show Never to this extent. So we show up and Dupes is suspended because he speed bagged the <laughs> Korean. <laughs> <laughs> on the ice? On the ice. Yeah, yeah, on the ice. Okay, good, uh, good, good. Yeah, so Dupes speed bagged the Korean, got a three-gamer. So he hasn't been playing. 
And uh, so you have to understand a three game suspension in a 30 game season is, is that's that's like a, yeah, that's like a 10 game of the show. Yeah. Oh, not too bad. Yeah, I, I carried the one, Patty. <laughs> a little, a little um, less, but that's okay. Ten percent of eighty-two boys. It's eight games. Hey. <laughs> I, I, hey, I'm not saying anything. I was just watching the wheel turn there. I can barely see. Like I actually can't see. <laughs> well, that's, that's I, I just need you to talk. <laughs> I, I wrote out this Japan update and it's blurry. Like I, I don't know. Is this time? I don't even know if this is Times New Roman. I can't see shit. <laughs> so that's a, so he must have speed bagged him pretty good. Like he must have. No, put a, put that's the nice thing. He didn't. He didn't. He just walked. Beat him, well, actually, yeah, he did. He beat him up pretty good, but he had his gloves on. Like he just basically oh, just like, yeah, they don't they don't take shit out here. You can't you can't no, do anything. No it's not fun. It's All like, this it's to like say, back major junior league now. Basically, yeah. So dupe speed bag the Korean, which is awesome. I got a lot on Korea. That Korea trip was amazing, but we won't get into that. I want to talk Nico. So we play the first game, and again we lose. And and then we book our trip because we're like, yeah, that's that's about that's the nail in the coffin. Uh, <laughs> and then we get a message. So Ryan McLaughlin was supposed to come to Hashinohe, and he had booked his trip because he's going on a ski trip in Japan. Shout out Ryan McLaughlin. So he messages us and he's like, yeah, I'm going to be there for your game in Hashinohe. And we were like, dude, we don't have a game in Hashinohe. So I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) He had had looked at the schedule from the last year and planned his trip around the fact that he was going to come watch these games. Come on. So basically we told him about a week in advance, like, hey, Ryan, I I don't know what you're talking about, buddy, but we're going to be in Nico. Like, we are not going to be in Hashinohe at all. So all this to say, he decided that he wasn't going to come see us and he wasn't going to be able to watch a game. So we were pretty sad. I'm like, oh man, that sucks. Like this guy's going to be in Japan, not going to be able to make it. And on the day of our game on Saturday, Ryan says, fuck it. I, he had woken up. He had gone and partied all night in Tokyo. And he was like, hey, I'm going to take this two hour train and I'll meet you right for game time. So we're both fired up. And again, the Saturday game, Dupes wasn't playing. It was his last game of the three-game suspension. So he meets up with Tommy right before the game. And uh, so I go out for warm-up, and I look up, and Tommy's in the stands, and he's loving it. And Nico's fans are actually crazy. It's it's really, really good atmosphere. They get a good crowd. Probably the best in the league. And uh, just seeing Ryan up there was hysterical. Uh, and he was hammering pints, of course. And Dupes was in the stands with him having a good time. So this game goes by. And again, we pull a stinker. Like, we suck. Our our coach comes in and just rips us post-game. And uh, it's one of those vibes. I mean, you guys know when you lose a game, especially an important game, it pretty much, like, took us out of the playoffs. We're all sitting there. It's kind of brutal. I hurry up to get undressed to meet Brian. So I go up to the stands, blah, blah, blah. And Ryan says, hey, I'm going to stay with you guys tonight. And then I'll leave tomorrow morning to go back to Tokyo with my buddies. We said, awesome. Sounds good. So we're at the rink and I'm like, well, like, is Ryan going to cab back to the hotel? Probably not. So we go and we ask our team, like our team manager, Hey, can Ryan just jump on the bus with us? 
<laughs> come back. <laughs> Again, you have to understand, we just got pumped. And it's like, this is brutal. So, so we walk up to our manager being like, hey, we got this white guy who's staying the night with us, who's probably not supposed to. Can you just jump on the bus with us? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. So Ryan's wow, got all of cool. his bags. It's cool, though. Yeah, so after the game, Ryan goes and, like, he puts all of his bags in the bus, blah, 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 and he's walking on, and Chief, our head coach, goes, yeah, you can sit right here next to me. So he's got the captain seat, like, <laughs> dead, dead center in the front of the bus. Like, he's he's in the front, and Dupes and I go to our regular seats, which are a little bit more in the back. So Ryan's in the front, and we can hear him talking to Chief, our head coach, about – about Banff, about Canada, about skiing, and and Ryan's fried, obviously, and he had a couple beers at the game. He's talking about weed. (laughs) (laughs) You got any? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's front and center on our team bus, and we're all dying. Now, the guys in the back actually think we got a new import. No joke. Oh, no. (laughs) No. The push. Are you allowed to bring push the, the playoff push. Yeah, yeah. The last we had to win, we had to get to twenty six points. So we brought in a new import, this fucking skirted egg, sitting at the front of the bus with Chief. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> with all of his bags, so we're crying. We're like, "No, nah, dude, he's just our buddy. Like he's he ain't playing." Mind you, Tommy was roasting our goalie for not knowing what the reverse VH is and saying that like he <laughs> let, <laughs> saying he was letting in bad goals. So we could have probably used him out there. Um, all this to say, we get back to the room, and now it's time for team dinner. And Deuce, Deuce is like, yeah, who gives a fuck? Let's bring Tommy to team dinner. Like, it's a buffet. Who cares? <laughs> and I'm kind of sitting. <laughs> Sorry. you have to remember we just got pumped okay by a rival who are a team full of rats (laughs) yeah oh i i finally like i finally say okay ryan you can't come to team dinner like you just can't and dupes was like yeah we'll give him a team polo like he'll be good to go the guys think he's on the team anyways. Uh, I go, okay, I, I say, no, dude, you can't. So we go to team dinner, and then we take Ryan out to go get a Wagyu steak at a nearby restaurant. We have a good night. We have a couple beers, and uh, Ryan comes back to the room. Now, Dupes goes to the front desk and is like, hey, we need a cot for our room. And mind you, they, they have no idea what Dupes is talking about. So he's getting the Google Translate. He's like, yeah, we need a, a mini bed. They're like, oh, we don't do that. So at this hotel, the beds are tiny. Like, they're single beds. So Ryan and I jump into a single bed. And this guy's the worst. <laughs> Dude, this guy's the worst God, sleeper. Oh, my Man, God. I can't even. Have you ever slept in a room with Tommy? I have been. I, I have shared a wall with Tommy. I have been on. Like, I know I've never had to go through it because I would never. And I also don't think Tommy would ever sleep with me. I'm I Bert and I are, are usually paired up pretty good, but I have walked in on Tommy 
catching flies with his mouth wide open, the <laughs> loudest snorer. He's got one Man. foot out of the, the, the blanket. He's got a testicle out the other side of the blanket, like just <laughs> lying and just banged up. Like, is this guy alive? Like, feel like sh- I should check a pulse on Tommy, but I know exactly what Tommy sleeping with you in a single bed would look like, and it doesn't look good for you. Tom okay, had a well, great night's well sleep. we keep saying I have to preface this. His name is Ryan McLaughlin, but his oh, nickname true, is Tommy. Yes. So yes. just so people don't get this confused, yes, Tommy <laughs> and Ryan are the same people. Same so, person. Yeah, we're 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 going back and forth. So you have to snuggle with Ryan, aka Tommy, that night, Abe Wobs. He is an absolute nuisance. Like an, a nuisance. It, it doesn't make sense. I kid you not. He caught me with like three elbows. Like he hit me with the people's elbow like four times throughout the night. Like just, and this guy's like shaking and shivering, and and he does the random like loud noises where it'll just be completely quiet, and it'll just go. Like, I'm telling you, I'm loving sweaters. Yeah, he is. He was having night terrors, probably about fucking sitting front seat smoking a doobie with Chief. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, and he had a gut full of wagyu and a couple of pints. And this guy, man, I'm telling you, I might have slept thirty minutes. So oh I God. like, oh my gosh, it was the worst. And again, we have a game the next day, so I wake up in the morning. And Ryan actually had gotten up really early. I think he was still jet lagged. So he had gotten up and he left. And mind you, I was like mid, <laughs> I, I, I hadn't slept. So I just took the whole bed when Ryan got up and left and I fell right asleep. I was, I couldn't, he could have been back in Tokyo. I didn't care. I was just so happy to have the bed back. <laughs> yeah. And I woke up about like an hour later and dupes woke up and he's like, yo, where's Ryan? And I said, I don't know. He like, he might be in Tokyo. Who knows? Cause he never told us what his plan was. And I look over and his bags are still here and he comes flying back into the room a couple minutes later and he leans over and he goes, yo, the breakfast is fucking sick, man. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes, the French toast was amazing boys. Like this, the... <laughs> so we had a breakfast, a, a team breakfast. From 7 to 8 a.m., you had to get up and go eat breakfast if you wanted to eat breakfast. Dupes and I decided we were not going to get breakfast. Ryan decided he was getting breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. You have to remember, we got pumped. This guy's sleeping in our hotel, which he shouldn't have been. I got 30 minutes of sleep because of Ryan, and he got up, went, and had breakfast with our team. And had coffee with our head coach. Okay. <laughs> so this guy went to team breakfast. Dupes is popping in here. Yeah, he took he took our room key. Dupes just popped in and said, "Yeah, Tommy took our room key. Went down, said he was us. <laughs> ate breakfast and popped back up." Did he throw on one okay. of your, your team team swag or anything like a sweater or, or trackie or anything, or just went straight no. pipe? No, he just Full went confidence. and he's like, yeah. he's like, yeah, walked down, said hi to the boys, had breakfast with the boys, talked to Chief, had a coffee and came back up. I was like, oh, <laughs> unreal. So the guys still think he's on the team at this point because he had team breakfast. So they think he's playing <laughs> this afternoon. So, yeah, Ryan legit has 
our, our team breakfast comes back up and I'm again, I'm bagged. I look at dupes. He was back in the line. I've said, Hey, you're going to have to do all the work today. Cause I am hurting. <laughs> I actually am so tired. Cause fucking Tommy was snoring <laughs> all night. So we get to the game and Ryan had left. So he, he couldn't come to the second game. We get to the game and I assist a goal to dupes early on in the game sets the tone. And now dupes, after this gets in about six or seven scrums where he's just speed, just speed bagging guys. So he got 12 minutes of penalties uh, throughout this game. Uh, oh two minutes. My. He just, every whistle, this guy was just speed bagging someone, which is hilarious. And the whole crowd was booing him and yelling at him. And he went. So, I, it, dude, this is so funny. He got into a scrum, went back to our bench, sat down, and then the ref came over and was like, yo, that guy's got a penalty. Like, he just threw, like, 12 punches. He's got to go to the box. And Dupes skated over to the penalty box, cross ice after the whistle while getting booed by the whole crowd like he was a figure skater. Like, (laughs) 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 do you know know in Pirates of the Caribbean how Jack Sparrow walks? Yes. That's how Dupe skated to the penalty box, okay? Oh While the whole crowd was roasting him. I We should post the video. I have the video. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen. We'll, we'll now, put we it on had the Twitter. We'll put it on the Twitter, Abwavs. Yeah. We had one of our players already in the box, and this guy's a quiet, nice kid. And Dupes was yelling at the crowd, calling one of the guys in the stands a fat fuck. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> giving it to the crowd and making this kid translate to the guys in the crowd basically telling them basically to suck it like going bananas and after this penalty again this was like his sixth penalty and it was a shitter of a game he was blowing guys up like because we were both playing super intense with the intention of going to poland so our mindset was like hey we need to have these games to prepare for like this long playoff run that we're going on because we were still expecting to go so it was, we were the bash bros out there, like challenging the whole bench, giving it to guys, probably the wildest game I've ever been a part of. And mind you, like these guys are rats, but they can't do anything. Like Dupes is just too big. So he's just <laughs> dummying guys the whole game, giving it to the crowd. So he goes in the penalty box after Jack Sparrowing to the box and giving it to the fans. And I score on the four on four. Now I selly in front of their whole bench and I go and I selly with dupes in the box (laughs) (laughs) again it made no sense it was absolutely insane i wish tommy had been there because he would have been crying of laughter and we end up winning this game uh which i think kind of did us dirty because you know our because our whole line had scored we played really really well we dominated the game and i think that was kind of like the owner was like yeah we need more of this yeah, you know we need, we need yeah. this <laughs> what what does chief say about this stuff going on is he loving it or is he is no, he kind so, of like so after the, after the second inter, during the second intermission he came in and said john called him out and dupes left the room went outside but we could still hear him the door was open he's like yeah like you can't be taking these penalties blah 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 selfish and and dupes just said yeah yeah all right all right no problem first shift took a penalty by punching oh, the guy. man <laughs> yeah just no fucks given but uh yeah it was the craziest craziest game um 
And and then we got on a power play late in the game, and every time Dupes touched the puck on the half wall, the whole crowd started booing. Oh, the boo <laughs> every birds time he touched the puck. Yeah, he got the boo birds. It was the funniest game ever. And uh, after the game, we're in the room, and I go to our captain. I go, hey, buddy, only 23 more points left to make the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> come on. What did Cap say? Is Cap cheesed, or is he kind of like letting you guys do run your show? Man, we just dominated the game. I think like, at that point, it didn't matter. But, yeah, that was their experience in Nico. It was so funny. It was probably one of the better hilarious. weekends I've had playing hockey. Yeah, Ryan and uh, and Dupes just dummying guys out there. He Dupes probably threw the biggest hit I've ever seen in my life at their We've bench. we got to find these highlights. You have the highlights, right? Like, you have those YouTube videos. I have to th- throw them up somewhere because that's got to be yeah. some, some worthy little snippets there that I can maybe edit. You're creating the imagery. We just need to put the videos out there. That's right. Right, right. Dupes hit this guy. He might have been like 5'4 defenseman, and his helmet went like 10 feet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He took his head off, literally. Right by their bench. Yeah. It was – It's when I tell you, like, every shift was comical. Like, this was an absolute joke of a game. But, Yeah. That's sorry, boys. I ran on. I I no, don't even. Awesome. I can't glad even read what did. I'm writing. I'm glad you did. <laughs> that's it. I'm just that's gonna, it for the Nico. From my perspective, I haven't seen any clips on their Instagram. The only things that I get are from like basically if one of the boys sh- sends me an Instagram reel from the Free Blades, and the last thing that I got. So hearing all of this story about dupes getting the boo birds, him just one of the Bash Bros. It's him on a trampoline. Yes, jumping I up and you. down on a trampoline, <laughs> and he's jumping and he's landing on his knees and he's going from his knees to his butt. He's going from his butt to his knees and he tries to front flip and he's just he's a kid in a candy shop on this trampoline. Rightfully so, I think trampolines are amazing. I wish I wasn't too heavy for most trampolines, but like this kid <laughs> is fully like living it up on this trampoline. And Bert, I mentioned him earlier, my uh, boys trip sleeping partner. Bert sends it to me and he puts the little air quotes up and he goes, yeah, biggest, strongest, toughest guy in the league until you get him on a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just, I, you're the whole time you're telling this story, I'm picturing dupes on the half wall and the entire crowd and Nico is booing him. And then he's just thinking about, man, that trampoline was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too funny. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome, I, I... man. Yeah, he Dupes always deletes Instagram. Like, he doesn't want to be a part of Instagram. And I'm sitting in my room, and this is yesterday, because yesterday morning there was a festival at the rink, and we had to quote-unquote work it. And so guys were on the ice. Some guys were running, like, kids stuff. And basically, they whenever we have this stuff to do, they take Dupes and I and put us, like, wherever we can cause the least amount of issues. And <laughs> wherever, we, like, do you know what I mean? Like, they just put us some – so they say, hey, you two have to run the trampoline. Oh, there's a bunch of kids. Yeah, there's a bunch of kids waiting in line, and and Deuce is jumping on the trampoline, almost almost hitting his head on the ceiling. But they, 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 yeah, it was so funny. They told him like they told him to go. They're like, yeah, go go jump on the trampoline. But it was just hilarious to see a line full of kids, and then Dupes doing that video, which you saw, Zach, which is so yeah. funny. All this to say, we get home in the afternoon, and I look on the Freeblades Instagram. I go, "No way, dude!" And Dupes like, "What?" Like, because he, he doesn't have Instagram, he doesn't use it. I say, "You're not gonna like this video. You're gonna be getting some texts 
from some of the boys. <laughs> it's, him, it's him jumping on the trampoline. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Really good time. That's awesome, dude. That sounds like it. I I I I still feel like there was a slap shot moment in in Japan hockey, so that was great and uh, some good storytelling, buddy. Is there anything else you want to share? Or are we we shifting over to the beer league update because there's some tomfooleries going down at Carlton Adult Beer League uh, right now. Uh, nope, that's it for me, buddy. I think I can't. Like I said, this this page is blurry, so uh, we'll get back. <laughs> we'll get back to it later. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, just to go into it, we're, we're, the boys are struggling this year. I think that's been the common theme. The beers were 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 a four four team league, and we're we're bottom dwellers right now, and we're on a little bit of a slide. So so something happens over the weekend. We basically get a message: Hey, boys, there's a we've added a fifth team to the league, and all they did was took a team that was in the Div One last year, who decided to go down to Div Two, and they shifted them up. Now, the question is, we've, we've started our season in September. It's mid-January now. What do we do with this record? Like, I don't know why they waited so long to bring this team up. So all they did was transfer that team's record to Div 1. So now they've gone from first place in Div 2 to first place in Div 1 with a 9-0-0 record. <laughs> Have they played any games? No, they've never played a Div 1 game. They just transferred their record and moved them to the Div 1 schedule. So you guys, so you guys got bumped out of a playoff spot. So now we're out of a playoff spot. <laughs> That's corrupt, dude. That's corrupt. Dude, have you like I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are you serious right now? So they just went from uh that's like taking an AHL team that's in the first first place of the AHL standings and then moving them up to the NHL and then putting them by default into first place. So anyways, it's been a bunch of tomfooleries. We had a good laugh about that. And then we move on and and the boys as I said we were struggling. Our our starting goalie is uh pulled his groin so he's been out. We were working the phones on Monday night. Like I mean, I texted people I hadn't texted in a long time. We went through 16 different goalies to no avail. So what what's the default here, boys? Ottawa. Did you strap them up? No, we almost did. Ottawa. <laughs> rent a goalie oh my God. so we have to pay this is how this works okay it's like kijiji for goalies you go on there and you throw your team info where you play what time what division and they match make you so the organizers match make you you have to give the goalie 40 dollars cash as soon as he walks in and 20 dollars to the association so it costs you 60 bucks if we forfeit it costs us 50 so we're saying all right for 10 bucks whatever so we show up at the rink and, and, you know, right away you're trying to size up this guy and he, he fits our age range. He has some pretty solid gear. Uh, I feel I'm pretty good about it. Pretty nice guy. What well, we get into warm up boys. <sighs> and uh, first couple shots from P Bobs, you know, it's a classic flinch. You know, when they, you, you go to wind up and they uh. straighten up and like go back, you know, straighten up and go back. I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. And this is warm up. Like I'm just throwing feathers in there. Well, lo and behold, first shot, first goal. So all we hear from the other team's bench is shoot the puck tonight, boys. Shoot the puck. Because you're right beside the other team's bench. You're like, oh fuck. Five minutes in, there's a dump in. Guy tries to come wheel out of the ice, play the puck, stops the puck, toe picks, tumbles to the floor. 
Puck is just sitting at the top of the crease. He's trying to pick himself up together. There's a scramble in front of the net. It does not go in the net. But I'm like, I've turned to Johnny. I'm like, I, I hope you didn't give this guy his fucking $40 yet. Johnny's <laughs> like, yeah, we gave him the 40 bucks. So needless to stay, we lost 5-4. Uh, huh. He got it together at the end, made a couple nice saves. But uh, Otto Arendt, the goalie, uh, was, was, I would say, I would give it a 7 out of 10. You know, it was kind of like being um, catfished, you know, you know, when you like Tinder a girl or whatever, you're chatting up a girl and you're like, wow, she's a 10 and you get there and you're like, wow, she's maybe a 6.5, a seven. Maybe if the, you're feeling the way Alex is feeling right now, maybe an eight or nine. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so that was, that was our most recent update. It's just been, it's just been chaos. Uh, tonight we were supposed to have a game Sunday, 4 p.m. Try and get a bunch of 35-year-olds with family on a Sunday at 4 p.m. with playoff football going on to the Carlton Rink. And honestly, we were that close to doing Ottawa rent a goalie again. We couldn't find a goalie. <laughs> this is 2, 2.35. I get a text from the boys. The other team forfeited. Oh, they didn't have huge. a goalie. So we get a win. We don't have to spend the 60 bucks. Plus, they have to give us 50 for canceling and bailing. So it was a win, win, win. And this is coming off the boys' party. Our big pub night was a great success on Friday. 500 people in the building in Ambrard Community Center. La bière, la buvette, très fort là-bas. On chantait des chansons en français. Oui, 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 la, la, la. It was very good. So we're coming off. We're, we're, we're all last year. We were undefeated after the pub night. So undefeated after the pub night, we're coming for that div two team, baby. We're coming for you. <laughs> Gilly, anything you wanted to report anything new on your end before we get into. No, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's just, it's one of those things. Um, it's one of those it's, things it's where tough. you need a goalie. You need a goalie. What you can you do? Play without one. So is it a trade off of like, I'm going to put this, this Doug that works at home Depot in between the pipes. <laughs> versus 50 bucks like yeah yeah, i i don't i don't know i don't know you could you could pull you could play six on five but oh man yeah i remember his his name is his name is doug but you have to call him douglas because that's just what he goes (laughs) yeah well that's his goalie name i I remember this is like we're getting off track but kind of on the same in the same realm I was working with the Navigrads junior team like years ago now. This is this was like six years ago. And they weren't good. Like they weren't good. Their their coach was fired halfway through the year and I went up and helped out the new interim coach. And we were playing Carlton Place at home one night. And this was back when Carlton Place was still a wagon. And I could see the shots total. And Carlton Place was winning eleven nothing. And Navin, so us. We had eight shots on goal. So I realized that if Carlton plays didn't play with their goalie, they would still be beating us by three. (laughs) I've never forgotten that day. I will never forget it as long as I coach. I just like, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, yo, like it might even be worse because they would have had an extra player. You didn't even take into account the next guy. Like they would have been up, like they could have pulled two minutes into the first period and they still would have been winning that like how wild is that <laughs> that's wild but that's no wild. the that would be that tommy would have taken the team bus home 
Ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven nothing loss. Him with his duffel bag. Uh, can I take the bus back to the hotel? Yeah, it's so funny. Oh, man. Well, boys, uh, let's get into the Sens talk because that's also a little bit funny. I was actually listening to Gilly's pick number five. The Sens stink. They stink. And you know what? I was starting to get a little optimism. Behind the bench, they were starting to play the system. They were on a little streak. They took Winnipeg to overtime 2-1. They shit-canned the abs two games in a row. They beat the Flyers. They lost to the Bruins in OT. And they got absolutely worked by the New York Rangers last night. Shane Pinto's back in the in in the pipes, uh, not in the pipes, sorry, back in the lineup. Uh, Sends talk. What do you guys notice? Is is Jacques' work coming to fruition? Are we seeing something here? Is Pinto making a change? A trade deadline around the corner. We can take this in a bunch of ways. I'm going to snap it over to Gilza first, and then uh, we'll kind of go from there. What are your thoughts on the Sens right now, my friend? I mean, it's uh, like it—it—it it, it, it was a band-aid on a bullet hole, making the coaching change. I—I I still think it was the the right play, because uh, of basically how fed up the fan base, myself included, was. But like, no matter who you put behind the bench, they weren't going to fix the issues that were happening on the ice. And it's not—I've probably ranted on this before, but it's not really like systems. It's—it's it's how guys play. Um, and I don't, you know, the, 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 the talk right now is that this team wasn't built properly. And when you look at the, 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 the foundation of this team, it's a lot of young, high-flying, offensive-minded players, which I think are great. And the goaltending has been horrendous. I saw a chart today. It was goals above expected goals. And Corpy Salo has 11 more goals against than he was expected this year. Mad Sogard in his three starts has four more goals against than expected. And Forsberg has eight more goals than expected. And you guys are thinking, wow, that's great. Good numbers. How does that rank in the league? All three of those Sens goalies are top 10 in like the worst goalie statistics. Like we aren't getting goaltending. Um, so it's any system's tough when you're not getting guys to stop a puck. Like they probably need rent a goalie at some point. <laughs> I know um, the guy's number. I should sauce yeah, it. Like, Douglas. Yeah, sign Put Douglas. Douglas in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. The whole the Pinto thing is interesting too. I think he's terrific. I think Pinto's really good. Yeah, he's nice. Um, he's and, and nice you can, man. You can see the difference. Like I was at the Bruins game the other day. I was it was so funny. Like two weeks ago, I can't remember what game it was, but two weeks ago, I like I told myself like I'm boycotting the Sens. I'm not going to any more games. Then my buddy texts me. He's like, "You want to go to the Sens game tonight?" And twist my arm. Next thing I know, I'm at the CTC <laughs> having a twisted T. But um, they looked really good against the Bruins. Lost in OT. Uh, Pinto looked awesome. They had a, a nice game against the Jets, but. I didn't. I didn't think that Jacques Martin and Alfie were going to all of a sudden make this team a contender. Um, but it's yeah. It's, there's going to have to be a lot of changes, like a lot of changes, and some big names that are probably beloved to the city, guys that you know we think have a lot of potential offensively, maybe who might have to go. Like it, it, we might have to do another mini rebuild. I don't know. I'm not Steos, but. Yeah, it's just it's tough to watch at times. There's optimism. It's it's the hope that kills you. Yeah, it's the hope that say. kills you. It's you hear you hear everywhere yeah. that the Sens are the biggest disappointment this this year. Even if you hear yeah. other pods, I was listening to Spit and Chicklets. There, it was unanimous. The Sens. Abe Wav's anything you wanted to mention or add? I know you haven't had the chance to catch too many games, 
because of the time differential, but I'm sure you've been following on the internets. Yeah, I, I, actually, oddly enough, we have been watching games. It's in the morning for us, so it's just a morning cup of joe and have the games on. It's It's been hard to watch. And I mean, like, I watched the full New York Rangers game. Uh, was hmm. that yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Was that ever? Talk about rent-a-goalie. Like, for yeah. some. Man, yeah. he, like, I think in my state of mind right now, I could be seeing the pucks better than he was. <laughs> I, he let in I, four in, in four. I'm feeling... Yeah, four and four. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just mentally unstable. I I don't know what they have to do again, Gilly. I don't have the answers. Like maybe they just trade Alfie or something. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the answer is. I they're going to be shopping for a new coach next year. Uh, I think I saw Steo say that that they're like Jacques Martin is just the interim. Whether or not he gets the full time job, I don't know. But. Uh, yeah, you know when guys sign a contract and they say, like, bet on yourself? When Pinto signed that contract, I think it had a little bit of a different meaning for him. Uh, when you... Have confidence what? in yourself. Don't bet. <laughs> don't, don't, don't bet on yourself, Shane Pinto. We need you in the lineup. Uh, he's huge. I didn't realize how big he is. He's massive. He's, yeah, he's, he's a big good. Boy. He's fun to watch. Yeah, so hopefully – that gives him a little bit of a jump. But like I said, that New York Rangers game at this point, like what are we playing for Celebrini? Like, is, yeah, is, that, I is mean, that the play? It's tough. It's do, tough do they, they, need, they need 26 out of 30 possible points to make the playoffs. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll run a draft lottery simulator right now. We'll, we'll do it live. If you want to keep talking, I'll run a draft well, lottery it, it's, simulator It's right funny now. because, you know, I I think about remember when the Detroit Red Wings went on that like ten to twelve year span where they made the playoffs all the time. They oh, had yeah. a common denominator. They would take all the rookies, and it was mandatory Dominic that Hashik. season. It's okay. Hey, I was I was on a roll there, but yeah, you were humming. That's they, on me. They had the season in the AHL, right? That they. They would be mandatory service in the AHL where they'd have to yeah. learn the game, gain some confidence, get some minutes in different situations, make mistakes in a low-profile, prof- low-stake environment. And then once they were ready to go, they would come make the jump. And I think that's what happened to the Sens. You have all of these guys that made the jump to the end, and they don't have that seasoning. And I think about when we play men's league. Remember when you're like 18, 19 years old, and you'd play against those 40-year-old men? Like I remember playing against Sean Van Allen. He could barely move. He still wears his original NHL Sens gear. He looks like, well, I'm not even going to say it, but their team overall looks very uh, elderly. I don't even know what to say. But <laughs> they are so smart, man. They're just picking us apart mentally. They're just so wise with the puck. I go one-on-one against Sean Van Allen. He's standing still, and he poke checks me nine and a half times out of ten. He breaks it out. I I think I have this guy. He breaks it out like through my 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 skates, or he sauces it over my blade. I'm like, what the heck? They're turning around. They're going the other way. And I think that's the thing about the Sens. You can never blame their hustle. I feel like they work hard and they grind hard and they dump and chase hard. But it's the wise. It's the wisdom. It's the picking their spots. It's like going to the right place. Sometimes they're – well, I feel a lot of times they're just blindly throwing that puck at the net or through the crease or backhand from behind the net to the front. And then it's a turnover. So I think that comes with time. I think that comes with seasoning. And I think we also forget they have the third, they put up a chart the other day. They're the fourth youngest team in the league. And the four youngest teams in the league 
on average, are the four last place teams. Buffalo, Columbus, San Jose, Ottawa. The youngest and they're the bottom four. So I thought that was a really telling stat. I, I have utmost confidence that these guys are going to be unbelievable players and, and a great team. We're just not there yet. Just not there. That They ought to learn the yeah. game a little bit more and be a little bit smarter. Gilly, did you do that that lottery pick for us? Where, where are we picking? We're picking two. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so Minnesota jumped up five spots to number one. The Sens jumped up three spots to number two. Then it's Chicago, San Jose, Anaheim. Just, you know what, just in, in the sake of uh, you know time, I'm going to click it again. And uh, <laughs> my computer froze. No, it's all good. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Reset. You know, but, my computer actually froze. I just got all the NHL logos, like, cycling through here. It's kind of cool. I'm going to close this, though, because it's going to distract <laughs> me. But, yeah, um, you know, I, cu- I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. They're not ready yet. It, it Band-Aid on a bullet hole. Um, Brady Kachuk as well. Like, Bobs, you were mentioning you watched that, that uh, Rangers game yesterday. He's got to settle down, and I, I say that thinking, like, I, I passionately believe he is one of, if not the potential best captain style to have in the NHL. I'm not saying he's the best captain in the NHL because obviously you look around the NHL, there's some elite captains out there. But to have a captain who plays the way he plays and is as nasty as he is, he is an awesome, awesome player. He is so good. He's the kind of guy that you could point at and say, just go play like him. That's that's so huge to have. But he's got to stop fighting all the time. Like, he fought a guy yesterday at the Rangers game that had been called up from the AHL. There was no – that's such a you, – you, if you're the Rangers, you take that trade off all the time. And they one scored. Of our, Didn't they one, score on that? Dude, one of our best players is off the ice for five minutes. Even if they don't score, like, that's our first line left winger. He's nasty. Like, imagine – is obviously it is a stretch of an example, but imagine if McDavid once a game or once every two games just took five minutes off. You'd be like, "Why? That sucks." Like we would like to have McDavid out there as often as possible. Yes, Brady Kachuk is not on McDavid's level. I'm very abundantly aware of that. But in terms of what we need, you need Brady Kachuk on the ice as often as possible. He's got. I think he's got to pick his battles, but. I wouldn't want to say that to Brady's face. Can you imagine telling Brady, hey, Brady, stop punching guys in the head? <laughs> what? I'll bleep his no. name for you, Gilly. I'll bleep his yeah. name so we all won't, no. won't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's just... But it's funny about the coaching, too. Like you said, it's an interim tag. I like Jacques back there, even though they've had this horrible stat that I read that I read that they were averaging four goals against, which is the least worst in the league since he's joined the crew. But you said the goaltending has been an issue. There, there's been some improvements. Brutal. But talking about coaching – and potential misfires maybe by Steos and the crew. Patty Roy finds a home. He's back in the NHL. New York Islanders. The Twitter feeds were going nuts. I saw him in the blue and orange, and it looked funny AF. I saw him clean shaven for Lou Lamorello. It looked funny AF. They gave him the standing O in the Abs Nation Montreal, and he was stone cold, awkward AF. Boys. <laughs> What do you guys think about Patty Roy being back in the league? Good thing, bad thing, good fit for the Islanders. Did the Sens miss out? Abe Wobbs, I'm sure you got some stories for us. Zach, what do you think about it? Right off the top, P. Roy, a New York Islanders head coach. Uh, I'll go first. I'll be as quick as I can. He, he was my favorite player when I was a little boy. I had a Patrick Waugh poster on my wall when we still lived in Newfoundland. I love P. Roy. Um, he, he's done 
a, a tremendous job with the Remparts. He's been he's been coaching at the major junior level since 2005. Like I didn't realize how long he's been coaching. But like when you look back, he had the three years with the Avalanche. The last two years, now they weren't a great, great team, but the last two years they didn't even make the playoffs. And in the first year, now I grant it, it's, it's a big jump to go from coaching in the queue to coaching in the NHL, albeit he's a Hall of Fame goalie. He's got an abundance of knowledge. His team was 52 and 22. That was back when they had Duchesne, Landis Cog, like O'Reilly was still there. This is 2013-14. That, that Avalanche team was unreal, and they lost in the first round to the Wild in Game 7. Right. So remember that to have a team that good and then to go out in the first round again, I get it. We're being hard on them. This is almost a decade ago. It is a decade ago now. And that's just a first round exit in his inaugural year as an NHL head coach. Um, I if I I'll put it this way, if the Sens had hired him, I'd be very excited. But I could also see how some people might say, ah, he hasn't done that great at the NHL level. He doesn't have a ton of NHL experience. Whatever. He's a Hall of Famer. He's got Jack Adams, man. He wanted Jack Adams that one year. He took them deep. He's the one that had a big play in in drafting McKinnon, too, because he was coaching against him. Remember, Alex, when you were playing against him uh, in Moosehead there? But yeah, it's one and right. Face offs so, against McKinnon. So I, I will also say there was there was a reason that I didn't bring up the Jack Adams because who else has a Jack Adams and then didn't win? Jacques Martin. Oh, that's like, and I'm just it, yeah, again, but that was in that was Jack in Adams is unbelievable. Uh, yes, Jesus, <laughs> Facebook didn't exist, so it doesn't count. Um, but yeah, like it, that's great, that's terrific. Again, that team was 52 and 22. You 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 have to have an idea of what you're at to have a team with that type of record but like losing in the first round with that yeah. sort with, yeah, with that, with that roster and I, like and i know duchene went down i can't remember what it was now but like yeah, I get it's, it. it's uh it's interesting because you know you your picture of style you think of a good fit he's been coaching the young guys and then they put him on like the one of the oldest teams in the league like think about the players that are on the new york islanders and the fit and it's funny because parise was was unsigned and then as soon as patty roy gets gets the job he signs with colorado he's out in new york islanders so yeah. it's just interesting i thought that maybe the fit with the sense would be a little bit better a younger core a younger group of people he's related to that group he's changed his style but i think people are still scared of the intimidation factor like imagine <laughs> p roy giving it to timmy stutzla just in his grill like i think that guy would fold like a cheap suit um, so I think that that's what Steos's mindset was. Cause I know they were interviewing him. There were spottings of him in Ottawa. There was rumor boys going crazy. P Roy is going to be the, the head coach of the Ottawa centers, but I guess they just estimated that his style would just not fit the crew that's in Ottawa. Abe Wav's like, would you agree with that? Disagree with that? You got some, some anecdote for us. I know you shared a couple of coaching stories when you were with them in the ramparts for a couple of years. What do you think? Yeah, it's. <laughs> think back like obviously I was young when I was in the ramparts and like he does coach with that intimidation factor like that's what makes him such a good coach because a you respect him and b you're actually scared of him mind you like my third day there I walked down because I was staying at his house I walked down he was in his tidy whiteies in a muscle shirt having breakfast so it's a little (laughs) less intimidating when when a guy's in a little stained pair of whiteies uh eating his french toast there but uh uh I, I, I saw a video and it was this practice in the Islanders. And he was like really intense. Like, I don't know if you guys yeah, saw this, but he was like yelling stuff, at the guys right? really good. Yeah. yeah, he was banging his stick. And he has this thing. He whistles with his mouth. 
Like he he does, and he'll do it for everything. Like every single rep, like you only go when you hear the whistle. So it'll happen about like 400 times of practice. And he's the type of coach where if you're doing like a five on five, he'll stop it every 30 seconds. And like, he'll blow that whistle, stop it, yell at someone and then blow the whistle and go again. And uh, I heard him doing the whistle on the video and it gave me PTSD. I actually got like, <laughs> do you know when you, do you know when you hear your alarm, like midday, your alarm goes Ugh. off and you go like, Oh God, you get kind of get the chills. Yeah. He was doing the whistle and it gave me like shivers down my spine and being like, Holy fuck, he's going to yell at me. And then I had to realize, <laughs> it was, I had to realize it was on Twitter. He wasn't going to yell at me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like memories I have. Uh, unbelievable coach. Again, it's it's going to be whether or not guys like you can't really yell at a 30 like I, I imagine him yelling at me now like he did and I would probably just laugh you know because yeah. it's just like that's the thing about him transitioning it's like you can't coach 30 year old men the same way that you coach 17 year old boys it's just you can't get that fear out of them in the same way uh so we'll see how that turns out but yeah I was I was happy to see well, he whistle... belongs in the NHL I agree. The whistle was out of his mouth. Like, I think you forgot to say that. And he used to do that with you guys at the rampart to change, right? You, I I remember watching you guys the first time and you hear whistles every time he wants a line to change. So think about how many whistles per game. Think about when you're carrying the puck over that red line and you hear that whistle. It's like, it's like Pavlov's dog. Think about how the the experiment with the the, the bell. And it's so loud too. Yeah. Think about how fast he was whistling. Every time I stepped on the ice, he wanted me off. It was like, I'd be hearing that whistle. Like, I'd step on, take two strides, and I'd hear, like, yeah. I'd be like oh, shit, he already, already wants me off. Good yeah. Loves goes out for but his it, rookie lap. <laughs> whistle. Yeah. It, it would resonate through the whole Coliseum. Like, it, it was so loud. Pat, you would hear it online yeah, like, it when was you're watching pretty, the games. It was pretty evident and obvious. It was pretty loud. Yeah, it was, it was pretty impressive, too. So I'm surprised that he's transitioning that to the NHL. Because it is kind of like a an owner whistling her dog back. It is kind of <laughs> interesting. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out. They're 0-3 right now under his reign. But um, still a little bit of time left uh, for him to get going. Do you guys want to snap it over to the World Juniors quickly? Or do you want to skip into the uh, Dear Ali B? How are we feeling? I know the, the World Juniors was a month ago, but we didn't have the chance to talk about it. Like Gilly Rippet here. Yeah. Quick little World Junior yeah. segment. Oh, we'll no, no. I, wanted, I actually wanted to talk about uh, best Canadian team. Let's get into that, actually. So right now we have a lot of good Canadian teams. Um, I, it's tough to pick. Who? And I guess my segment was as easy as who is the top Canadian team right now? And the easiest way to kind of visualize this is if you were in the first round of playoffs and you had your choice of any Canadian team, who would be the Canadian team that you would least want to match up against? Who would be the Canadian team that you think has the best shot at the cup? So, Abovs, who is your pick? Canadian teams. I don't even need to name them off. Come on now. This should be pretty straightforward. So, who do you got as your number one pick uh, right now as as uh, the top dog for Canadians? You know what? Again, the like this might be the year for a Canadian team because we haven't seen this much out of Canadian teams in a long time. Obviously, the Leafs are electric, but you can't go against the Oilers right now. 16 straight. We talked about Douglas and Nett. They have Stewart. Stewie. I don't know how like I'm pretty I'm pretty hard on Stu- I'm pretty hard on Stewart on this podcast because you just ugh. 
It's his name's Stewart. You can't <laughs> trust a goalie with the name Stewart. But 16 in a row, these guys are humming. McDavid's back. Drysaddle's playing. Hyman has like 35 goals, like sneaky, sneaky season. Like people don't even talk about him. Um, uh, and then the rat, they bring <laughs> it back. Corey Perry, boys. Woo. I know. I was I was fired up. Hide your moms. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to go with the Oils. I think like this this could be their year. I would love to see McDavid raise a cup. I think he deserves it. Um, at this point, like who's going to stop him? Like if they yeah. keep playing like this, well, I, I don't see. They're one shy of that, that record, man. That streak. Yeah, and they've always streak. had problems. Their problems have been defense and goalies, and their D have looked good. Like you look at Ekholm and Bouchard's coming into his own. This power plays electric, and like I said, Stewart between the pipes is making saves. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who's going to stop him. Yeah, it's, it was a tough pick for me too. I liked I liked the Oilers, but I'm going to go with Vancouver. Man, they've been they've been the surprise all year. First in the Pacific, last ten games are undefeated, eight zero and two, and they're dominating on both ends of the ice. Second in goals per game, four, and second in goals against per game. I mean, when you have a roster with three guys that might win three major awards, when you think about Thatcher Demko, he's a Vesna finalist for sure, probably a favorite right now. You have Pedersen who's having a heck of a season. He could be getting the heart this year. And we have Quinn Hughes, who's a front runner for the Norris right now. So, I mean, they're playing unbelievable. And I think the the telltale sign for me, as Gilly's getting suited up for his segment, um, the last game, they played Columbus. <laughs> I stayed. Great face, Patty. You kind of hummed through that. Like Vancouver's away. The blinders. Was- what? What's so funny? <laughs> I know viewers can't watch us, but we're going to explain in a second. Uh, the, the telltale sign for me for a championship team is when, when they can rally through everything. And, and, and when they were in Columbus, down, down three going into the third, and they snapped three in the net and went in OT, no problem, no panic. Demko played terrible. He let in five mid-goals, and they still get it done. That, to me, is resiliency. That, to me, is championship attitude, pedigree, mentality. And I'm going with the Vancouver Canucks. Hey, Kelly, here's your chance, man. Who's your top Canadian team? If we had this on YouTube, people would know right away. Well, it's uh, first off, credit to you because it's a terrific question. Um, <laughs> like you guys said, the Oilers are unbelievable. I think I, I read earlier, Oilers are 23 and three in their last 26. Like they're on that heater, but like so good. And for them to overcome the adversity of that start they had, um, Vancouver. Every time I watch them, they are unbelievable. Another team, the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. They're all right. But <laughs> the team I'm talking about, if you and the way you put it, Patty, if you had to pick a team to go in the first round of the playoffs that you wouldn't want to go up against, the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> the <laughs> best team in Canada. Sense. Like, I'll start with their decor. This might be the best decor in world hockey. Jake Sanderson, Artem Zub, <laughs> Thomas Shabbat, Jacob Chikrin, like unbelievable. Those six, you pluck them and you put them on any team in the NHL. That is an outrageously good top six. First round of the playoffs. I want those guys in my end defending the D zone. And then you have Brady Kachuk, who's super responsible about when he decides to 
go somebody on the other team. He's not irresponsible or he doesn't have temper tantrums whatsoever. Tim Stutzler, Claude Giroux, look up and down their top nine. Pinto's back in the lineup. Like, this team is a wagon, and I love everything about them. They are the best team in Canada. If I had to pick one of the seven to take it all the way, I'm taking the Sens. I am taking Sens Army. They are an electric factory. Money shoved all in. Chips in the middle of the table. Sens Army, baby. I love it. I love them. Uh, I'm just not going to list another Canadian team other than my Sens Army. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and man. for the, for the list... That's this, uh, what's his name? Stephen A. Smith, where he's like, I want Iguodala. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The fate of the planet is on the line. <laughs> Alien invasion incoming. I got one guy to take a shot. I'm taking Iguodala. Yeah. No. Uh, Sens Army. Sens Army. If we, had, if we had the plot of Space Jam and we needed to take a team to play against the Monstars version of Aki... <laughs> I'm taking Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, for the listeners at home who were wondering why we got the giggles, I threw my tarp on. I got the Sens jersey on now. I was doing it whilst Pat was explaining. Yeah, you were, you were unhanging it off your wall of fame. You were putting so that it was, on. Yeah. You were struggling. You had to take off the mic. Yeah, the composure. I had to keep <laughs> no, it together. In all seriousness, we torch the Sens a lot. I love the Sens. I think they are a wagon. I think as I, you know, we tell, it's a beaten horse because we talk about them all the time. Sens are really good. I obviously, for those of you that are, are are thinking this guy's a dummy, I don't think they are the best team in Canada. Not even close. Um, like not not even not even a snippet of of close. But in four years. Who knows? Maybe they still are seventh place, and we've got Celebrini, and he's a bust. And I don't know. Whatever. I'm just. I'm just not going to give any of the other six teams gratitude. There. Let's screw them. I like Army, it, baby. I I respect it. And speaking of Celebrini, let's just get into the World Juniors quickly. A quick little snippet each. I I, I mean, they they lose in the quarters to the Czech, and then that goal was just heartbreaking. I remember watching oh, it. Yeah. Last ten seconds, a double deflection. I've been trying to repress that memory for a while, and and it just goes in the pipe and. You got to feel for those guys. You got to, that was heartbreaking. I mean, they had so many chances. My one sentence to describe this team was Jason Spezza-itis. And I think every Canadian watching this game, including my mother, was yelling, shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. These guys were passing the puck every friggin' time. And I think Mike Johnson did a great job. There was a guy that was in the OHL. I forget his name. He was a leading scorer in the OHL. He had 40 talks in like 30 games. He's on the power play, open net, tries to give the backdoor pass. Just shoot the damn puck. And I think that was their 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 kryptonite. The fancy plays, the passing it every time. And, and it just felt like from the beginning, they just didn't have that chem. They just didn't have that... Oh, it was just lacking something. I, I didn't see a gold medal in their future, but it's just heartbreaking for them to lose in that fashion in the quarters. Abe Wavs, what did you have for them? Maybe a little summary of what you thought uh, of their, their performance and, and the World Juniors in general. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, again, we everybody talks about it. Like, Canada used to just, like, blow the wheels off, every like, all these teams. You had these Scandinavian teams that would play, and it would just be these poor little guys just getting dummied every time they took touch the puck. And, and now like Canada is basically playing everybody else's game, right? It's like Canada turned into 
playing like the Europeans. And in this tournament, they just didn't do it as well as the other teams did. From the get-go, like you said, Pat, the chemistry wasn't there. I watched the first game and I went, uh-oh. Yeah. Because it was a telltale sign of what was coming. And like, again, like I'm, you know, you watch these, these kids are all incredibly talented and every single player on this Canada team is going to play in the NHL. But it's just like, they, they didn't have it this year and it was hard to watch because that's kind of like, I guess, quote unquote, our claim to fame, right? It's, we just dominate these tournaments. That's what we do. So, yeah. Yeah. Z Gillum, thoughts? Uh, it was a tough tournament. It was an unbelievable team. Credit to that American team because they were really, yeah, really were good. Um, e- even on a strong year for Canada, that's a very tough American team to beat. Um, uh, you know, I-, I won't beat the dead horse again. Um, Canada just didn't have it this year. Do they need to go, you know, fully back into a big, heavy style game? I don't know. Uh, the game is changing. You could see it in the NHL. Maybe that game is is just not as effective anymore. Maybe well, the, think know, about that geeky hit. He throws that massive hit right off the draw yeah. in the first play, and he crunches that kid. And uh, you know that sets the tone. The crowd's going wild. Boom! Five minutes game misconduct. Yep. He's done, and it actually roll reverses everything. And I think they actually scored on that. Uh, yep. power play so it's just i i think that style is completely useless i think that style is completely gone that was a good clean hit in my opinion it was a six foot five guy hitting a five foot nine guy open ice like what do you want him to do he didn't jump he yep. kept his shoulders down i mean he just drilled them the guy had his head down bobbling the puck so i think it's just a lost art and and you, you said it perfectly alex that was the mo of the world juniors we're gonna have two lines that are gonna put up points and we are have two lines that are gonna run you out of the barn and yep. it's just unfortunate that that's <laughs> remember just the, remember the Jordan two two train yeah man that World Juniors like that yeah, like man. he put his name on the map he used to kill guys oh, and yeah. I, I'm I get why they're <laughs> trying to like stretch that out of the game but yeah it's 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 tough because you still you still can play a very like the St Louis Blues I I know it was 2017 or 18 I can't remember now but that St Louis Blues team that won the cup a couple of years ago. They played a super heavy game, and you don't need to be – not that I don't like it, but you don't need to be popping guys, open ice, to play a heavy game. Mm. You could have – like Vegas last year, we talked about it on another pod. Like the, their, their 6D can skate and are heavy and are super, super hard to play against because of the physical attributes that they have. You're going to tell me that throughout the entirety of the CHL and all of the prospects Canada has around the globe, we can't put together a skilled and heavy style team. Yeah, we I, like. I think we still can. Um, my eyes though are on next year. It's coming to the, the tournament's coming to the nation's yeah, capital. Back to Ottawa. I, I just got my ticket package for next year, so Ooh-wee. I'm thrilled. I I will have a ticket to every single game that is being played at the CTC. Uh, I might pack a sleeping bag and sleep there. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled. I can't wait. It's going to be best time of year. And I I think back to the last time it was in Ottawa is when we got that Eberly goal yeah, against the, the Russians. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So um, probably the best World I'm, Junior moment of all time. I would one say. of one, one of them, yeah. if not the best. It was incredible. It's still like I can still vividly. We all probably can. All the listeners, you guys, you still vividly picture when that puck comes and he takes it to his backhand, and it's just the celly against the wall. Just ah. Uh, Amazing. So John Tavares <laughs> hat trick against USA oh, that year too. Yeah, yeah. and then as like, they're as they're selling by the game. Bet, 
as they're selling in yeah. by the bench, they get sticked, and then it's like the hostile environment. I just, I'm so excited that there's a chance I might get to witness a moment like that next year. So, um, yeah, it was disappointing, but again, they're kids. Yeah, they are kids, yeah. and they are unbelievable. And we saw, we saw a sweet little taste of Celebrini. He might not be Bedard level, but he was pretty nice. He was pretty oh, yeah. nice for a 17 year old. So. Uh, he looks like an exciting prospect. A big boy can skate, has hands, confidence. Wow, like the whole package. So that'll be a nice, enticing thing. Let's uh, let's close this thing off with one of our favorite segments. My favorite segment. It's the good old Dear Ali B. So Dear Ali B, as you're aware, we get some fan mail on the regular. We have our counselor, Alex. And I guess Gillum could be as his TA today. A little assistant. <laughs> And uh, we're going to try and give you a scenario, Alex, and your job is to provide some guidance, some counseling, some help for these distressed listeners. Are you guys ready to go, boys? I'm ready. Excellent. (laughs) Born ready. (laughs) So, dear Ali B, the boys' men's league team is torn. We have been a tight 15-man unit for the past seven seasons. However... As we've aged, as we've gotten some families, lately more and more guys are being picky and choosy on schedule attendance. One guy in particular makes that last-minute call to play any game past 10 p.m. and often no shows, leaving the boys short. No one likes to play late, especially on a Sunday or Monday evening, but some notice or heads-up would be helpful to try and find a spare. What? Should we do with this one particular player or maybe group of players that don't want to play those late ones? Ali B, I'm snapping it over to you. What is the solution for our caller? Give us the lowdown. If he's the goalie, he should go to jail. <laughs> jail time. <laughs> I, 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 ben, you can't have your goalie no-show. So if it's the goalie position... That's intervention. That's like, hey, friendship on the line here, hey, buddy. Like, and I think the onus. You talked about rent a goalie and fucking Douglas and shit. I think the onus on on goal. If you cannot show up to the game, you better find the replacement. That's yeah. what I will say. If you're the goalie, you better have goalie friends. Like, I don't care if you want to show up to Andrew Mercer's and scout for fucking <laughs> replacements, or like, I don't care what you do. If it's the goalie, jail time, friendship over. Mind you, if it's the player, it's like, you know, nobody likes to play the late games. I, and I get it. You have every reason not to go. The diehard players towards your team will be there. The guys you want there will be there. That's all that matters to me. Take this guy's money because he's paying for the season. He's not getting any, he's not getting any per diem for missing a game. He's not getting his money back. Make a 30-man roster at this point. Get the guys who want to be there. <laughs> like, you know, if he doesn't want to be there, he doesn't want to be there. It's no harm, no foul. Um, and, yeah, I uh, think. All right, I all right. No, I gotta be fair. honest. I got to be honest. My brain is so fried right now. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I don't know good, how. Kid. Yeah. You did good. <laughs> you did good that's why you have an assistant this episode buddy that's why we brought gilly to to pick you up yeah. to carry you what do you got gilly do you yeah. got any other uh, wise words for for our captain here that's trying to make a tough call i mean it's tough like bailing on game day is always tough like period because then it's a scramble 
Um, I like, uh, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's we're all adults here. Can you manage your time? Like it, it, the schedule, I'm going to make a bold assumption has been out for a while. You can highlight on your calendar when the late games are. You could let the fellas know well in advance, like, hey, guys, I'm just being honest here. I don't think I'm going to be make, making many of these 10 o'clock games. And, like, it's just if they're bailing last minute, that's just that that screws the boys over and it sucks. I don't know. But, I like, I get it. I wouldn't. Christ, if you told me we had a game tomorrow night at 11 p.m., I'm sheets.com. There's no way I'm going to that game. <laughs> like, that's way past my bedtime. Um, but I would let the fellas know before 1030 on game day. Like, I just, I don't know. It's tough because maybe you fine them. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, fine you just, maybe you just get a fine system going. I don't know. That, that'd be a hard old play for a, a men's league recreational thing. But well, it's it funny. Just... It's funny because a common practice is not to charge a goalie because your goalie is that important. He doesn't get charged. Oh, yeah. But I played on some teams. What we would do is we would collect half the fee. So if it's three hundred bucks a player, easy math, one hundred and fifty for a goalie. But every time that the goalie didn't make it, it would be a fine. So the idea was the one hundred and fifty bucks we would pay back if that goalie played every game, but for every game that they missed, it would cost them 30 bucks. So we reduce nice. that from the fee. So it was kind of like, okay, yeah, you know, it's going to cost you 30 bucks. If you don't want to get up to 10, 10 PM, you know, we got to put that towards the rent, the goalie. So um, I, I thought that was interesting. I know some goalies didn't really like that because uh, they'd be like, well, why should I have to pay? Um, but yeah, really tough call, especially when you're short bodies, there's nothing worse than playing out there at 11 and you got six bodies out there and you're playing five minutes a night, then you're really pissed off. Um, but it is what it is. eh? anyways, boys, this was an absolute hoot Gilly. It was great to get you back on the pod, get you back on the mic. And, and it was great to have you a part of the, the, I guess the OG segment, I'm going to call it the OG podcast. Oh yeah. Thank you for making it. Go get yourself a little nap, a little cup of joe, some water, uh, some Pedialyte, some Gatorade. I don't know. Put some IV. IV. Yeah. <laughs> get something in you, buddy. You look like death, but you carried it. You carried it pretty good. You only had one breakdown where you fell apart with the laughter on the Tommy story. But aside from that, you composed yourself well, buddy. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think a formal apology will come on the next episode because I, I just can't – right now it's just not in the cards. But no, there will be an apology it. out to the fans. I'm I'm just saying, like, I that hey, sometimes you got to play guilty. And uh, what's that saying? You know, you want to fly with the boys at night. You got to soar like an eagle in the morning. Yeah. So here I am. Well, you know, you had to play you, – you did a little bit more dumping and chasing tonight. You weren't carrying the puck. You were playing it safe, but I respect it. You had a good game out there, a solid B performance, um, and thanks for coming up. Last words, boys, before we shut her down. That was an A-. minus. That wasn't a B. Woo. I thought he was thanks, great. Thanks, buddy. I thought he was great. Thanks, dude. I, I've seen Bob play <laughs> guilty before. I lived with him for two years. I know what he's like when he's banged up. You must be just, the teacher uh, that doesn't even read the paper, just gives the kid an A minus so his parents don't complain, eh? You're that guy. Yeah. It's report card season. And I, I ain't doing any grading. It's going off of vibes only. And the vibes are good today. Sends Army, baby. Best team in Canada. Peace, boys. <laughs> Send the Army, boys. Thanks, Gilly. 